Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Tuesday night, and uh, that means that every once in a while you get one of us, which is the, the No Geek Speak Arena, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Rachel. Hello. Hey, and sometimes you get two of us. Right? As opposed to last time when you just got, you know, you got the the, the single version. Yeah, I, I wasn't available that night, so you did a... a- Bang up job hosting solo, but uh, uh, bang up like a five car accident. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but we like the know, tag team, and uh, you had to kind of lo- you kind of looky loo that thing to death. You're like, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so speak. I'm not so going to s- say anything until I have to solo host, and so I'll you know. <laughs> so um so this is so this is the show this is the tech show for for pc people and and windows and all that good stuff where where we try to break it down to its, its basics and like the title says we're going to try our best not to speak geek doesn't always work but most of the time sometimes, we can yeah, sometimes. break it down sometimes we kind of go back into that geek mode but we try really hard to to censor that, if you will. And, it's hard, uh, hard, to, hard to pull yourself out of that rabbit hole. So, all right. So, tonight, what we decided the topic was on, um, since, since we had a massive Zoom outage yesterday, we're going to talk about security. Um, we're going to talk about mainly security and the fact of best practices surrounding it. Um, but before we do that, we're going to kind of touch around. Uh, we're going to start off with some stuff about um, keeping your PC your computer up to date, um, keeping it running its best. Uh, and there's lots of reasons to do that. Um, I read a great article yeah. this morning that helped me out and said, so imagine you got this Ferrari, right? And so you take this Ferrari and, or, or this really cool sports car and you go to the, you go to the, um, you decide not to change the oil. You don't change the air filter. You run like, you know, the cheapest gas in it. And then you go to the, you go to the, you know, the home Depot and you load it down, like fill the trunk with 20 pounds of cement and then it's, you know, it's 90, 100 degrees out, so you run the air conditioning. Do you think you're going to get the best performance out of your car when it's weighted down like that and they haven't taken care of it? But we all expect it to run. Right, right? exactly. And then we're sitting so, there going, why doesn't, my, why doesn't it run? It's slow and I hate it. And say other choice words that we can't say on the radio, you know. But, I mean, uh, unless we run a different disclaimer. <laughs> Right. But yeah. And so what we're going to talk about tonight is just some tips and tricks that will kind of help you keep things running smoothly, keep the computer happy, which therefore will keep you happy. We'll talk a little bit about some security things that you can do. Um, Just some things that maybe you've thought of, maybe you haven't thought of. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, Oh yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. You know, little maintenance things and and all that kind of stuff. We'll do yeah. that for a bit, and then we'll allow some time for questions at the end. So um, hopefully, you can gather some useful information here, and we'll also be able to provide you some resources where you can gather some other useful information as well. All right. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is is. Um, like any, we all know that computers tend to get slower as they get older, and there's reasons for that. Um, first of all, components uh, become out of date. Um, there's an old saying that that the second you you uh, you take the PC out of the box, it's already out of date. 
it's already ready for an upgrade. Um, I don't necessarily believe that to be true, um, but technology changes so fast, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Okay, maybe the second or third day, but maybe yeah, this, right, it, exactly. it, it does change pretty frequently. But, you know, there's no reason why you can't have a good running PC for several years. I have a PC sitting just a couple feet away from me that is probably about oh gosh i just it's probably about six years old now actually yeah i I have a six-year-old one that's running real well it's running really well and so there you can you can keep it running you know sometimes there are things that you just can't avoid you know some things are gonna break some things are not not built to run as long as we run them but so you want to do a couple things off the bat. The first thing you want to do is, is anything you don't need. It's, it's just like um, when Facebook, when you go through and like you clean out your friends list, because you're like, yeah, I don't need that one anymore. And this one I don't talk to. And this one I just, you know, because they belong to the same club and whatever. So if you have an app or program on there that you don't need anymore, that's maybe like six months old or a couple years old, and you maybe put it on because your friend told you to put it on or, you know, you did it for your kids and now they've grown up and moved out to college and you don't need, you know, you know, the bumblebee Leap adventure frog. on there anymore. Leapfrog. <laughs> yeah, leapfrog. It's I time. Got that on mine. <laughs> it's time to get rid of it, guys. Yes. It really is. Yes. It's time to go into your program manager and to do a full delete. Okay. And, and one of the things that you might not notice also is that some of these old programs that you don't need anymore could also be running in the background. So you also, you want to delete it, but even even prior to that, also you want to see what might be running in the background because you might have something running, um, which may not allow you to delete if it's running. So, um, you know, you might check that as well. Right. And there's a, there's a startup menu that you can go to. It's, um, I don't think we should talk about it really because it's, because it's really getting to modifying your startup wizard. Um, Yeah. I think basically where we're going with this is some things to look for. And then if you determine that you need further assistance with, you know, A or B, then, so, you know, so follow, so follow me on this one, Rachel. I would, yep. I would suggest that people so open up your start menu, your Cortana, however you want to do it, and uh, type in add or remove programs. And by the time you get to, to remove, you're probably going to have it pop up automatically. Um, mm-hmm. Enter on that, and then you're going to go to, and you get to this list of all your programs starting with you know A through Z uh, of what's on your computer, and you're going to find a bunch of stuff. And don't try to hit the first letter because it will not work. Yeah. First letter navigation does not work. So you are going to have to go down that list. If there's a specific Mm -hmm. program you're looking for, um, you know, that starts with N, sorry, you're, you're out of luck. You're going to have to go all the way down to the middle of the list to find it. So if you're still running uh, Netscape navigator, you know, you're, you're, you're slightly out of date. You probably have more problems than just that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so go down there and then you tab over to, to, uh, modify. And usually the modify command is also the remove command. Um, and just, and just remove it and make sure you do. And you'll go through like, like the same thing when you get an install wizard that pops up on your screen, you're going to get an uninstall wizard and it'll say, Mm -hmm. do you want to remove this and all of its associated files? And you're like, yes, please. Yeah. And just follow the instructions. It's it's actually really user friendly. Um, it is. So I would I would advise you if you're doing it for the first time and you're probably really nervous, 
try something simple that you know you don't need again like you know leapfrog um that you're not going to use and Um, try something that you know for a fact is not going to change anything on your system um if it's anything that is at all remotely related to say your screen reader um you know maybe it's an add-on of some kind maybe it's you know, something like that. If there's anything that, that anything Microsoft don't touch, um, any, uh, anything Intel, I'm just trying to go through a list in my head of some of the things that are, are no goes with that kind of thing, because what you ultimately don't want to do is uninstall something that's going to ultimately make the running of your PC less efficient because you've taken something out of the mix that you shouldn't have. So just be really careful that what you're uninstalling is is something non-related to anything else that you do use. Exactly. So yeah, if you see Microsoft, if you see um, Intel. Net framework, don't do uh, it. Net, yeah, net framework's big time. Don't, don't. Yeah. Right? Those, are, those are big no-go touches. Um, uh, so yeah, just just if you here's here's the here's the the watchword. If you don't know what it is, don't touch it. Right, right. Okay, that's probably my biggest tip when you're adding and removing programs. Do that. Um, the second thing I'm going to say to do is to update your PC. Okay, um, Windows is really good about installing security updates in the background without you ever knowing it happened, and it usually does it at like two thirty in the morning. Um, so long as your PC is plugged in, connected to a network and not turned off. Um, it, you could, you, it'll even, it, even if you're in like a lock screen mode, like a, a, a thing, you know, where it shuts down after a while, it goes into sleep. It'll wake up just to put in that thing. It'll never turn on your, it'll never turn on your screen, but it's going to do behind the scenes under the hood kind of, uh, maintenance. It's important to let that happen. Um, because just for the very reason I stated, these are mo- mostly, security updates probably 90 percent of it is security there um microsoft is always identifying uh different threats constantly um they get things from from um when when you start up your pc and you get get a new program they say do you want to share data with microsoft that's how they get this information um through the stuff again that goes on behind the scenes that you don't know is really happening and they're requesting this. They're compiling it. They're understanding how it works. And their and their tech wizards at Microsoft are then putting that all together and putting it into a security patch that goes through. They used to remember they used to call it Patch Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday, like clockwork, you could count on a, on a new security patch coming through. Uh, but they've now streamlined it, kept it in kept it in the background where nobody has to worry about it. And they only do it now if there's something huge that needs your attention. Now you might you see some updates that'll say critical updates or mm-hmm. you know non-critical updates. The non-critical ones, obviously, you can do whenever um, you know, just whenever your computer updates. And and like Tyson says, a lot of these are are streamlined and automated to the point that. Uh, you know, they're just going to happen in the background. Sometimes the only thing that you'll see that will indicate to you that an update has happened is when you turn your PC back on and it says, don't turn off your computer, you know, right. r- update, you know, updates are installing. We had uh-huh. to shut it, you know, we're, we had to, we had to turn it off to update your computer, just let it run. And it usually yeah. just takes a few seconds, not very long. Oftentimes um, that's the only indication. So again, following in this one, that you've had, yep. 
go for it. So uh, in order to streamline this as well, uh, and it's telling me my internet connection is unstable, how fun. Uh, see don't um, do that don't do it right not now not now because <laughs> no. this is this is my account this might be bad um how uh i there's a there's also another thing where you go into cortana go into your start menu your window key brings up that that cortana menu and type in update wizard okay and you can find things now this is good because you also want to update drivers uh because drivers remember a, a driver is when we talk about those Driver is a way for a peripheral or a component or something like that to speak the same language that your computer does. Um, didn't know that those things spoke different languages. Probably did you. And that's, and that's some of the stuff we're here to kind of teach y'all or to hopefully pass on to you. And if you know it, you're like, well, I already knew that. So what's he telling me that for? Um, but uh, so like your, your, your word kernel and all that kind of stuff doesn't speak the same language as say your modem card or your network card. They, they have different protocols and stuff like that. What, what your driver does is kind of act like the universal translator on Star Trek. It makes everybody speak the same language so that they can understand each other. Again, yeah. Windows a lot of oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. Windows now drivers aren't as much of an issue now as they used to be. Um, a lot of times, um, especially if you have something like a printer. Well, Windows pretty much knows all the HB printers. Windows knows the um uh, what am I? Um, Epson's, Epson's, and and those kind of things. So a lot of those drivers are already going to be found by Windows. Where we as assistive technology users are going to find this most often is if we're trying to work with a Braille display, and where you have to install a driver um, that is. Not, obviously, our displays are going to be foreign to Windows. So that's those kind of situations are going to be where we're going to be having to install drivers and, and that kind of thing more so than, than most people are. But yeah, Tyson's right in that, you know, updating drivers. Um, the, other, the other issue that you'll find sometimes that we in the assistive technology world have to deal with is things like video drivers that will interact differently with our screen reader. And I'm not going to get all geekish about it, but just so that you're aware of those terms. And if, if there's a need to modify some sort of driver, those are the kinds of things that you're going to be looking at as potential drivers that you're going to need to, to modify or install. And, and as a, as a, as a basic user um, unless you're a programmer, your best bet is when something like that happens, you call one of two people. You either call uh, your screen readers, help support, whether that be Freedom Scientific uh, or, or um, Narrator or whatever it is, or you call Microsoft and say, this is going on and let them talk through. They can, they can connect up and do a, a remote host uh, exactly. to get in there and, and, and uh, fix the problem for you. Uh, don't be afraid of that. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean... That's what know, they're paid for. That's right, their job. Exactly. And believe me, they have seen it all. You know, they, they've seen everything from, you know, you remember you hear the old stories um, about, I mean, it's, it's crazy going around the internet. People thinking the mouse was some sort of foot pedal and people thinking old CD ROMs were a coaster or a, a drink holder, you know, they've seen mm -hmm. it all. 
those were real calls from people that knew absolutely nothing about tech. So anything that you could say to them is not going to surprise them. Anything that you ask them, they've heard it before, you know, and, and ultimately all you want to do is make sure that, that you're doing what you need to do to get your computer up and running in the best way. So don't feel stupid. There's no, what is it? There's no, uh, no such, dumb no question than the question. one unasked. Right. You know, so definitely utilize those resources. Um, I meant to go look up that resource, but um, we'll tell you a little bit about resources of how you can get right. some really easy ways to connect with these. Mm -hmm. So the next thing, there's some, there's some, again, some pretty easy utilities. Remember we talked when I, when I first brought this up, I said, you know, your computer gets dirty. It gets dusty with age. It gets all these things. It gets built up junk. Um, there are things that your computer, when you buy a computer, it automatically, like the company who builds it, you know, Acer or HP or, or yeah. uh, Dell, they add what's what uh, was commonly called um, bloatware or uh, less, less used as crapware. <laughs> Basically they install a whole bunch of stuff on there that you don't need. Um, and it's just, it's just to, to kind of advertise and it helps them subside because if they throw this piece of software on there, then they get a little bit of money from that company. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like ads in, on you know, um, <laughs> yeah. so you can get rid of that kind of stuff. Um, there's like a, there's a game one that's always on this. It was on everything for years and years. Candy and years. Crush is always on. Well, that's yeah. the Windows thing, but um, like some of the like I can't like you wild wild games was I think yeah. Was. yeah that was on there for, for I haven't seen that on there a long time. Now watch is probably hidden somewhere on my system that I don't know about <laughs> after I'm talking about it. But those you things again, they, right? So so. Um, Cleaning that stuff out, getting rid of that bloated stuff, because, you know, when you're bloated, you don't perform the best. Um, a real uh, good one for that, which we'll talk about also in a minute, is is um, a third-party antivirus software. They are famous for putting that on there. Um, yep. So those kind of things, you know, you're not going to need. We'll talk about antivirus software here um, shortly, but, yep. but that particularly is one that you'll see on a lot of manufacturers' mm -hmm. computers. Right. There's a couple of small programs that Windows brings in automatically. One is called Disk Cleanup. It's very easy to use. Um, and uh, you just pr pretty much run it. You're going to scan your C drive, which everybody knows our C drive is our main, um, our main operating system drive. And it's going to scan through that and look for anything um, that is basically Unnecessary. duplicated unnecessary and it's and then it'll give you the option it'll say you have this much you have this much of this you have this much of that and do you want to get rid of it um and it will and it tells you it's it's very good about making sure there's nothing that's critical to your system so it will not remove something that it doesn't need to or that you absolutely need so remember we're talking about you know like net frame it's not going to pull out a net frame driver or something like that and all of a sudden your pc is not going to work um, but it's going to pull out some of these old duplicate files or half files and stuff like that. Like remember, it allows you to check those boxes as well. Mm -hmm. So it gives you right. full control over what you pull out. So, yeah. So uh, there's, there's things that you, that there's things that go on your computer that you don't know go on your computers for when you're exa example, when you're installing certain programs, it will install extra stuff that it needs and then forget to uninstall it. And these programs are designed to look for that and literally say, it just needs to be thrown away, guys. Um, empty your trash bin on the regular. Um, 
known as the recycle bin on a PC. Right. Uh, it's, it's been the trash. It's been the trash bin for me for so long. I, I that know. That's why I said it. You're a Mac guy too. So. Right. Ex- yeah. Exactly. I'm a Mac guy. <laughs> so it's PC speak 101 here. <laughs> all right. So recycling bin, which I don't know why you want to recycle because I'm not going to give it to somebody else to turn into something else. <laughs> I just want to throw it away. <laughs> so, um, yeah. um, so that's one. Uh, just again, it, it takes. And once you start it running, you can literally walk away. You can you can work on other stuff while it's running in the back, while it's going on doing its thing. It takes depending on how long it's been. I'd recommend you probably run it like maybe once every six months. Uh, and it really you, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Actually, what it does ten minutes is it. Most. Yeah, you run it for the first time. You start to run it, and it goes and it does an assessment of what it can clean up and then it will ask you to go ahead and go ahead and do it. It literally so. scans every yeah. file on your system. And it's funny because you can see it's like scanning 174,000 of 2,845, you know, whatever. And it's like, you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. that's a lot, but it does it so fast. It's like, so uh, do that. And then run yeah, I said, run about, I, I, my recommendation is about every six months, uh, depending on mm-hmm. how much you use your computer, depending on how much you throw on and off your computer at any, any given time. Um, especially now that we're running a lot of stuff virtually, it's not a bad idea. Um, I can, I can, I would love to know how many people jump off this call tonight and like, just go on and type in disk cleanup and, uh, and run that tonight. That'd be, that'd be fun. Uh, there's a drive optimizer, which, um, so if you think of your, um, if you think of your, if your drive of like having these little cells, right. And everything you need when remember we're talking about when when windows installs things or a program installs things to help it install right installs to install and it leaves stuff on there well it's going to put it wherever the closest place it can put it is and so you may have these things scattered all over the place and it may be looking on one sector of the disk for something that it needs in another sector and it takes time to find that that time equals the slowdown so when you run something like uh um pc or optimizer disk optimizer it is going to collect all those things and put them next to each other, put them in the right order. Um, there used to be a thing called defragmenter. Yeah. You don't need to use that thing anymore. Um, it really is. Uh, I mean, unless you, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to walk that statement back. If you've never cleaned up your, 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 if you've had your computer for five years and you've never run a disk defrag, if you've open, take, taken programs off, put them on, run this, run that. A defrag might not be a bad idea to run. <laughs> well, and more specifically, if you have a computer that has a, um, a standard RPM. hard drive. Yeah, a, rota- uh, yeah. a rotated disk hard drive. Rather than a solid state. Most of the computers are going to get now have solid state drives, which which is like, um, you know, you, you get a flash um, <laughs> USB flash, flash drive yeah. or, you know, something like that. It's solid state. So your your information on there is is there. There are no moving parts. Whereas the old drives that you would have in um, even my six year old computer here has a solid state drive, which I was kind of surprised at. Um, but computers that that are older than about six years oftentimes are going to have those those platters that are literally moving inside of the computer. You can hear them spinning up and and going moving around. And those drives are more likely to need a defrag rather than the solid state. Mm-hmm. Probably the last thing I'm going to touch on as far as this goes, and then we'll move into the security and, and, the, and that kind of stuff, is um, not, just, not just a uh, digital cleanout, but a physical cleanout. Um, 
your your PC, the keyboard, inside the fans, inside the uh, heat sinks and all that kind of stuff is going to get dusty. There are ways. So I would recommend to you, if you haven't done it again, if you have, if you live in a place that has a big dust area, if you wipe down your counters and an hour later you go back and there's a fine film of dust on it, that fine film of dust is also going to be in and around your computer. Uh, these things cause heat to build up, which when heat builds up, that equals degradation of the of the stuff and of your parts and components, and that will lead to slower performance. Uh, so get in there and blow out. You know you can. You can use some compressed air and blow out your keyboard. You can use some compressed air, blow the blow the fan out. Uh, if you have a desktop with a with a tower, you can take off one side of the tower and actually get a vacuum in there. Um, very gently, please. Be careful; you don't want to suck a cord in. <laughs> um, and uh, you know you'll you'll be amazed. And I would recommend unplugging it before you do it. Obviously, uh, yes, yeah, that's that because um, you uh, so- want to be grounded if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want to be yeah, exactly. Uh, just, uh, warning: Don't do what Tyson tells you to do sometimes, unless you do it right. Um, we might so, have yeah. needed another disclaimer here. <laughs> might, might have. Uh, do not listen to the man behind the curtain. Uh, all right. So, so why don't you go ahead and take over on on the the security side of life? Okay, on security. Um, one of the things this is kind of going to go back to some of the things that get installed on the computer. Um, that you really don't need. One of those oftentimes is an additional antivirus software. Um, you know, um, some of the ones that you may be familiar with are Norton, um, McAfee. Uh, McAfee. Those are two of the big ones that will potentially get uh, installed. Maybe not even McAfee as, as much now as I've Norton. Um, but uh, there's no, not right now, Delaney. Um, my daughter's coming in. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of software that, that can get installed, um, on the computer that you're not going to need. Um, so windows comes with, uh, windows defender, which is an antivirus software and, uh, you know, has all the security, um, security essentials that you're going to need. Um, it's my understanding from a lot of tech people that I've uh, heard from and and talked to that's really all you need so don't don't install and don't use the other software that might be installed on the computer because what happens with with that first off windows is going to run windows defender anyway second off you're going to have if you have the other one installed you're going to have a couple antivirus programs fighting each other what happens that slows the computer down and it's, it's unnecessary. So just stick with windows defender windows runs it anyway. It's very compatible, obviously, because it's uh, put out by Microsoft and basically it, it does most of, of what you would need. It allows you to um, scan for viruses, um, you know, scan for any kind of threats that would come in via your internet um, internet uh, sessions, basically, email, whatever. Um, and those can be scheduled through Windows Defender, again, to run in the middle of the night when you're not working on the computer. Um, one of the things also that uh, you might do is there's a program that, that would be worth installing called Malwarebytes. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there with too much time on their hands and like to see what they can do to come up with with ways that they can get to your data 
or ways that they can just annoy the heck out of you by slowing down your computer and putting unnecessary um malware and uh, you know things on your computer that's just going to wreak all kinds of havoc if anybody, um, and, if any, yeah anybody remember the big huge um the uh lock freeze that went on about five years ago six years ago where you open up your computer and all of a sudden you got this big message saying we've locked your computer and if you don't pay us money we're not gonna you know we're gonna release everything that's on your computer and uh, it was it, it really freaked a lot of people out, and that's a malware. Mm-hmm. Ransomware, you hear about that yeah. sometimes now, where these big companies, you know, if you don't give us two million dollars, we're going to, you know, you can't use your computers. We've got them all frozen, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. um, and I'll never say it one- happened to the to the basic user, you know, to the to the to the home person like like you or me. Um, but generally, they do tend to tend to target the deep pockets, but you know, you know, gover- governments can, and big companies. But what, I'm not going to say it's not. It's, it doesn't happen. But you know what can happen to the average user like us is you get an email, right? And you think it's from somebody you know, and it's an email that that the address, the account has been hijacked, or that somebody has managed to gather the email information to disguise what they're sending to look like it came from you. So, you know, Tyson, if uh, I sent Tyson something that says, here, here's a great funny story, open it up or reopen this attachment to see a great picture of, you know, fill in the blank, whatever. If Tyson knows that I don't send him pictures, right? I don't send him pictures because he can't see it hardly either as, as neither can I, you know, and that's just not something I do with Tyson. I'm going to tell him first off that I'm going to send it. <laughs> so those kind of things are things to look for when you're looking at security. It's not just a matter of running the software. It's vigilance. It's, it's being aware of what's coming through and being aware you know, that, that, that spidey sense, if you will, is like, wait a minute, that doesn't it's, seem right. So it probably isn't. It's the X-Files. I didn't send, yeah. Trust, trust I didn't no send, yeah. I didn't send Tyson a picture. He's going to call me up or he's going to text me and say, hey, did you really mean to send me this picture? If you didn't, then your email's been hacked. Okay, then I can go take those measures to change my password or, you know, whatever. So just be aware, it's always okay if, if somebody sends you something and you don't think that it's, or you think it's out of, out of character for them, it's okay to question it. Um, don't open email attachments from anybody you don't know. Don't open email attachments from people you know if the subject of the email or the name of the attachment looks odd. Um, if they aren't telling you they're sending you a document um, that is, uh, you know, today's uh, chicken recipes or whatever, then don't open it. Always check to find out because that's the way that people can get through between that and websites that, you know, are, are fishing for information or, you know, bad links that you go to an email and you click on a link and next thing you know, you got malware. So it's just a matter of vigilance and, and kind of knowing what you don't know. 
is how I would say that, you know, know what you don't know. And if it's something that, that you don't know what it is, don't think you know it all and exactly. take chances because you might be taking chances that are going to be difficult to get out of. Right. And so that, that's going to, that's a great lead into what I wanted to, 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 to kind of um, finish up with here before we go to just talk about a couple of resources real quick. Um, so we all know we pay a lot online now. It's, it's almost um, impossible to get away with doing anything without having to use our credit card or a, a debit card or something on hand or online rather. So one way to make sure that you have a secure, um, and that's a, that's a big thing, is, is, a secu- is this a secure place that I can feel comfortable putting in my data that it's not going to go anywhere else? It's going to go to the place. And there's a very, very simple way to find that out. If you go to the address bar and look at the look at the um, the very first letter of that address where it says HTTP, there's the letter S, and the letter S sounds for stands for secure. So it's a secure HTTP site, which means there's additional levels of security that literally put that to um, right into. Um, it's an, essentially in, in, encrypted. Yeah, it's encrypted. It's like triple encrypted. Right. Um, the other thing you can do, and this is this is coming out more and more with websites, uh, is to um, you can pay through Apple, which means you can pay through your Apple Pay. Uh, and if you use that, uh, those um, credit cards, I know, for instance, I just got a thing from Capital One uh, about two weeks ago that says we are now going to a service that uh, you can send you you put in your credit card information and we scramble it and send them a different code. So your credit card information never goes to anybody uh, outside of who it's supposed to go to. Uh, Services they, like they, PayPal they, also. Yeah, PayPal, PayPal's going that way as well. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, so it's very, very, uh, and, and as much as just, just always be on the, on the, on the, the little hairs on the back of your neck, just kind of keep, keep a, a feel for them that um, as much as we get more and more secure, those who are trying to get us less secure are getting more savvy. And nobody from Microsoft is ever going to call you and say, hey, right. we saw your computer. There's something going on. Let us log into it. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it, it Give me access to like, your computer. <laughs> it sounds like this is something that, well, of course I know that. But there are so many people that are, you know, maybe in the middle of something and, and got their mind on something else and, and see a website or see something and just un, you know, not even thinking about it, click on a link or, you know, you know, give somebody a piece of information that you didn't intend on doing. You know, it's, it's just a matter of, um, you know, knowing that you just constantly have to be on the lookout. Yep. So let's talk about resources. I know you have one, I have one, and we kind of have a joint one together. Mm-hmm. Go ahead with yours. Um, Okay. One of the things that um, I like as a good resource resource, and I've learned a lot from um, is one that is, there's actually a couple, um, but one more specifically. Um, I learned a lot from the Twit Network. Um, I listen to a lot of their podcasts. Um, Leo Laporte, who has been a computer radio guy for many, many years. Um, does a show that, especially if, if you want to get more into some of the things like what we're talking about here, um, there's a show on the weekends called The Tech Guy. Um, and it runs on the Twit uh, Network 
from let's see the, the eastern two to five eastern in the afternoon on saturday and sunday and it runs on other uh local radio stations but there's a wealth of knowledge out there um on a website that he has called techguylabs.com and they'll take the shows and they'll get take all the questions and they'll put them in an organized fashion so you can actually do a search maybe you have a question about Security, internet security. Okay, well, they've had many other people talk about that. And yeah. and there's articles and people answering questions. It's a community also that people can put their input in as well. Um, that's really good to help you learn about things. That is the, the least geekish show of that network. Um, they've got other ones, um, you know, really iOS today and Windows Weekly and uh, Mac Mac Break, whatever. But yeah, so that's a really good resource. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're all po- they're all podcast form too, right? They are podcasted. If you if you look for, uh, if you take your Victor Stream for example, and just go do a podcast search for Twit T W I T. Um, it's originally stood for this week in tech. So if you kind of like to keep up with the tech as well, this week in tech is a, a weekly kind of round table podcast, um, that they talk about different tech stories that are out there as well. And you actually um, got to sit in with Leo, didn't you? I did. I was there. I went, when I went to go get my guide dog, it was just up the road. And, you know, most people were talking about wanting to go shopping or wherever on the day. No, me, the geek. Yeah, I want to go sit on a geek radio show, and uh, I got to go uh, up to the studio, and he took stuff down off the walls and showed me the monster screen he was sitting in front of, and the mic, and the the radio studio. So being a radio person and a, a tech person, I was just in heaven. It right. was awesome, and he was he was lots of fun. Um, just the nicest guy. Again, he's one of those people I've called in his show several times and uh, asked for advice and offered it. And, uh, he's, he's very down to earth and won't make you feel stupid for asking questions. He'd prefer you to ask the question rather than get yourself stuck in a situation that, that you can't get out of. Yep. And Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be about PCs. He talks about cell phones and, uh, router networks and all this kind of stuff. He's just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, so the Um, one I want to share, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you finish? Yeah. Well, then we'll do the joint one after. Okay, so the one I want to share with you guys is now we are the no geek the no geek speak arena, but I want to share with you how to geek dot com. Okay. <laughs> yep. And uh, this is a wonderful resource. Uh, just like what we do is they take and break it down to its basics. Um, they teach you how to geek, uh, how to speak the geek, um, and they take it from that very basic. So uh, you can find a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here on that website, uh, as well as Leo Laporte stuff. But uh, anything you need to know, you can search in those archives. There, there's a great resource if you run into into that. Um, but it's one all one word: how to geek g e e k dot com. Uh, and the last one that both you and I have talked about, and ACB um, is also a proud uh, participant in, is be my eyes. Be my eyes. Now, be so, my eyes on. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Be my eyes on their free. Where basically where you find ACB is also where you can find Microsoft Help. So if you ever do need to call Microsoft, um, which is really nice. I in my job I've actually called with uh, a computer that wouldn't speak, and I'm like great, 
it's something going on. There's uh, an internet issue. I'm going to call Microsoft. And they were very helpful. It's They are well aware that they're going to be dealing with accessibility issues um, because they're pulling it off the Be My Eyes free uh, free area. And uh, they'll stay on with you as long as they can, even log into your computer if necessary. Yep, now, they do it. have some uh, limitations, but, you know, they will try to go the extra mile with you if need be. Right. Um, and, and it is Microsoft itself. It's not Be My Eyes. Correct. It is Microsoft. So it's yeah, not, it so it's not, a, so it's not a Be My Microsoft. Eyes volunteer. <laughs> right. So you're, right. Entrust, you're entrusting it to the, to the guys who, are, who would do it, any, even if you called them up. However, the Be My Eyes volunteers are pretty good at reading screens sometimes. Yeah, they are. You know, if you get a situation where you can't read the screen, you know, go back to talking about Microsoft, even seeing AI that just if you go into your text setting, a lot of times I've done this with a with an update or maybe it's sitting at a prompt and it's not reading it. Um, I'll just hold my phone up to the screen on the text setting of seeing AI. And it'll read everything I need on the screen to enough to know where I am and what I need to do. So think outside of the box. You know, there might be a situation where um, just using one of the tools that's on your iOS device is enough to kind of get you through. Right. Um, Freedom Scientific is also available through. Um, I'm trying to think now. I just lost it. Is it through Ira or? Be my eyes. I, I think, think they. I think they might be through Ira. They might be through Ira. I can't remember. I'm yeah. just. I just so, realized I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I'm not. Um, and I'm but, not sure how that exactly. That, that's a. That's a. That's a more recent partnership. So. Yeah. Basically, if it. it's an, the way it works is if it's an issue that you're having that because of Jaws is not reading you know then you can contact them so they're more specific and they they want it to be obviously a screen reader issue and and not a windows related issue but okay. keep that in mind as well as being a resource all right so that's uh, i hope you guys uh like all that but what do you say rachel let's get some questions yep. going. i was let's just getting ready to say here's the 15 minute warning you asked for Woo. <laughs> thank you look at that fire away <laughs> all right randy go ahead if you want to if you want to give out the instructions on how to raise hands and are you there Oops, did we lose him? <laughs> we got our 15-minute warning, and he was gone. Oh, sorry. I hit the wrong button. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Phone number ending in 1974. Um, you should be able to unmute and talk. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Tyson. This is Teresa. Um, first of all, I came in late on this because, unfortunately, I had something very serious that I had to call into, and I mean very serious. But um, Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to know, you're, you like um, Leo Lepore, you kind of endorse him over um, the other uh, the other person that comes on the radio, the female. Kim Commando? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to say the name. Well, if we're going there, we might as well. Yeah. I've heard um, somebody I'm else endorse him over her, too. Not because she's a woman, but he just thought um, he was more... Um, gave out more information that was vital to a visually impaired individual. You know, and that is a good point. Um, he does know what he doesn't know. Teresa, sweetie, back off your mic. You're breathing. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. 
There you go. <laughs> Leo Laporte does know what he doesn't know in that um, he has actually, uh, he and I actually had an iOS conversation once and he said, so would you recommend this over this or whatever? But he knows enough to find the information. He knows about JAWS. He knows about NVDA. He knows about voiceover. Um, so he's familiar with it and he will be the first one to say, no, I don't use these. So your best bet would be, you know, if you need, you know, extensive information, um, talk to somebody who does, but here's the resources. Here's what, what I can help you with. And he's very good at that. And I just felt like, you know, and I've never talked to Kim Commando, but you know, I'm a little partial to him cause I've met him and talked to him, but I feel like he's a little more, she seems to me to be um, a little more talking more down to people than he does. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. That's my personal opinion. I, but you know, I just really like the way he deals with the calls. And so yeah. well, I remember when the look tell app first came out to, uh, that a blind person could use to identify money. He's, um, I heard him to promote it. Oh, absolutely. He will right. promote it. He does. He promotes that stuff. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And unfortunately, they took him off in my market, and I'd like to know where to find him. If uh, you go to um, tech, uh, techguylabs.com, or if you go to Twit Live, um, do a search for that. You can find yeah. out where he is in your market, because they do have a radio station okay. listing. All right. Or let me know, get in touch with me, and I'll find out for you. Okay. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll do. Thanks for the call, right. Teresa. Uh -huh. All okay. Right. Next, next is Donna Browning. Hey, Donna. Donna. Hey, Tyson. So, if my if my um um Windows Ten is telling me I'm up to date, does that mean I'm good with everything, or do I need to do certain? things that means you're good that means you're up to date with everything that windows knows about okay. uh so remember we talked about we talked about braille drivers um so so if if you have anything like that like a braille display driver or something like that or something that's not um that's an aftermarket kind of a thing mm -hmm. you would want to check specifically to see if they have updated drivers and the way to do that is to really check on their website uh, to see if they have those and then uh they usually have some kind of a link to to uh, mm -hmm. update your drivers that way Okay. Um, I wouldn't go looking for things to Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't use Braille display or anything, so that's good. Yeah. Um, if, if whatever. Yeah. Any, like, like, um, like we're talking about anything. And okay. Stop Tyson. Think slower. <laughs> Cause I can't speak that fast. So things like we talked about, like printers and stuff like that, which are, uh -huh. which are add-ons, but because of they're so universally used throughout the world that Microsoft has compiled all of their drivers. They literally have every driver for every printer that's, that's been made uh -huh. up to and stuff like that. So they're going to keep that stuff up to date. So if you're saying, if it's saying it's up to date, windows is up to date, your peripherals are likely and your drivers are all up to date. That's good. Cause I got to put my printer on here and I've never done that. Uh, I mean, I just got, it'll my, tell you if it needs a driver. Yeah. I just got you. my PC. Like, yeah. um, I just got my PC like a year and a half, two years ago. And I've, I used it a little bit at first, but then I let it go for a while. Didn't use it too much because um, it was, you know, it was a lot to learn. And, and so I, 
and then I got really busy and I've started using it a whole lot more since we've been in quarantine. And I've learned a lot about, you know, different software, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, my computer was okay too. It was like one problem I was having and I had to call Microsoft was um, my, I would change the color of my cursor, my pointer, whatever you want to call it. And when it w- I would put it in sleep mode and then bring it back out, it would change the color back to white. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So you have to set it for the default mode. As, right, as its default right. instead of the one time. Yeah. I've, How do you uh, do? Really? Yeah. So, so I did it in front of the guy and he said I was doing it right. So, yeah. so, so without, without, without teching this on the, on the air, um, what it sounds like is, is you have a default profile and when you save the, save the profile, you need to save it as the default. Oh, so he doesn't let you save it. There is no save. And so it doesn't automatically me, do it. Yeah. He had me t- show him um, how I was doing it. And he said I was doing it right. Because okay. when you click on the new color, there is nothing there to say, oh, save this. Nothing. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at that one. I'll get back with you like during the, um, like cool. hopefully like maybe by the end of the Because it's doing fine it's now, something. but I don't understand why I did it. And they did an up, they did a little bit of an update like a day or so ago. It was like yesterday or something. And now all of a sudden it's doing better. So I don't oh, know. That, that may be, they may, may have fixed it. That's yeah, the because they thing told me it. they were going to have to maybe fix my windows. Um, yeah. if they couldn't get it, you know, if the fix they right. did didn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cool. they've been, and do they call you? Cause I've had a call from somebody saying that they're them and they're mm-hmm. calling about no. this. No, no, yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think yeah. so. Microsoft will never, ever call you. Okay. That's a they were saying, he said, Oh, time. we're calling about your issue. And they were specific about my issue. You know, I would say, okay, give me your number and I will call you back. <laughs> and right. if they're a scam, then they won't want to give you their number. If they're not a scam and they're truly Microsoft, right. or you say, "Let I'll fine, I'll call Microsoft Accessibility and right. I'll deal with it that way. Right. Can, That's, can, you, know. can you give me the case number, please? I'll write it down and then I'll call, I'll call back to Microsoft, Microsoft Accessibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to talk to them at all because I didn't even want to go there because I, I, I'm usually not nice to people like that. You know, I'm, I usually <laughs> oh. fun and they don't like me when I'm done. All right. You, <laughs> you asked for a 10 right. minute warning and we're at eight. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Guys. Thanks, Donna. Okay. Uh, next is uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Might need the menu. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, this is my first time here. So welcome. I, I have two questions. Um, first of all, what do you guys think about having a computer or setting up a computer without a password on Windows 10? Um, you want to take it or want me to? Uh, go ahead. What I would say is um, if it's just a computer that you know isn't going to go anywhere that you know any nobody else is going to mess with then you could you could leave it without a password um the other issue is um well let me let me finish that statement i guess um it's not it's not necessary to have a password if what you put on there is not going to be sensitive you know a lot of your sensitive stuff 
you're going to probably log into your bank and that is going to have a password, obviously. So it really depends on your comfort zone with the surroundings and the environment that you're going to have your computer in. Um, the one thing I would say with regard to a password, certainly, you know, it's a good idea if you're traveling with it. It's a good idea if you have other family members that you think are going to mess with it or if you have sensitive data. The trade-off is that if for some reason you forget your password, you are going to have an extremely, extremely difficult time getting that back. Right. So if you do determine that you want to put a password on there, make sure you remember what it is. Make sure that you're not going to end up locking yourself out of your computer because, you know, maybe you, if, if you have any kind of typing difficulties and, and putting in a password is going to be difficult keep that in mind as well. So you've got trade-offs on either side. Yep. Yeah, like the, the computer in question is being used to work from home. If it's, again, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reemphasize what Rachel said. If it's just you and you don't have a lot of other people traipsing in and out, or, or there are people you trust that don't mess with your computer, um, then, then I would say as long as it, it's going to really be on your comfort level, um, but if you're, if you're, if it's a, if it's a laptop where it's portable and you're going to be taking it somewhere, uh, to an office space or, or anywhere and, and work remotely outside of your home, then I would probably put something on it and find a way like, you know, maybe you could leave yourself a voicemail or something like that on your phone that has the password, find some way to braille it and leave it in a secure place, a lockbox. I mean, any, any place you can find to, to secure it. That's really the, the big thing is just as long as you find a way to secure things. And Windows is always going to try to suggest or recommend password, but it's not necessary. Yeah. All right. Did you have a real quick second question too? Or was that yeah, it? I did. Um, I, this is not exactly Windows related, but maybe one of you knows the answer to this. I... I have a Lenovo, it's a IdeaPad 330, and I downloaded Google Chrome onto it. And every time I open Chrome, it opens my homepage, but it's also opening this web advisor secure search tool, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> Anybody comes, know what what gives? My thought is it comes full circle, and that's one of those, I don't know if you were here at the... Uh, beginning or in the middle that seems like one of those bloatware things mm -hmm. um that got installed with something that you installed or something you know so that would be one of those things that i would probably try to in uninstall pretty quickly uh i would i would also look at your um your startup settings for your browser and there may be something where it says uh don't don't uh or a, an adware pop-up or something like that that might mm -hmm. not be checked off correctly so look look at those settings. Look at your browser's startup settings in its in in there in the settings. Yeah, I don't see anything. I think I said settings enough time. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> right. see anything within Chrome, but they're it, not going to make it easy for you to uninstall. Right? Come on. No, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know where. And so I'm so you may. So what I would from. suggest then, what I suggest then, if you don't see anything in there, I would find Google's disability line. Their access line. I don't have the number handy, so forgive me. But go find their disability. Uh, tech line and call up and say, I want to get this yeah. to stop and have them walk you through it. <laughs> I, I get this. Go away. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I Thanks, totally Kelsey. Agree. No Thanks. problem. All right. Appreciate it. Randy, who we got next? Uh, that looks like it's all the hands actually. Oh, great. Look at okay. that. And it's only two wow. minutes till the end. <laughs> all right. 
Well, that is awesome. And uh, um, first thing is, uh, uh, everyone who's listening on ACB Radio Community Channel, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We, Rachel and I love to do these presentations for you. Um, it always perks us up and puts us in a good mood when we're feeling down. Um, we, we love to tech and we love to geek and we love to teach. Absolutely. Um, yep. Uh, thank you, Randy, so much for uh, for hosting tonight and My taking pleasure. care of the, of the few hands. Thank you, Daryl. And streaming. thank you. Yep. And thank you, Daryl, for putting us on, putting us and keeping us on the air. <laughs> that's right, keeping you on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the big thing. That's, getting, that's the key word there. Keeping the us part. on the air. Getting us on is the easy part. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now, keeping listeners, if we could do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to help. You All now. right. So so, but. Um, Anyways, uh, it'll it'll be a couple weeks um, before we have the next one, and then uh, we'll be back in. Topic we'll back yet in to be determined. <laughs> yep, because yep, because so. uh, we're 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 going to take a couple weeks break uh, before we can come back with another one. But we'll be back with some more topics on uh, you know keeping keeping your PC good and making it so that you can actually understand what we're talking about. All right. So uh, on on behalf of Rachel. Uh, and and the rest of the team, thank you so much, and uh, have a good evening. Thank you, guys.